Do you know that feeling when everyone is talking about a movie that you haven't seen? Have you ever felt compelled to make some vague comments just so you can join in the conversation? Well, what if you were in too deep? Do you think you could convince everyone that you'd seen it? Or do you think your version would be so much better that no one would care? Here at Faking Movies, we're always the ones who haven't seen the movie. Anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Everybody, welcome back to Faking Movies. This is episode 156. It is our three-year anniversary. My dear friend Seth is, I think, threatening to slowly open a Werther's original on mic like he's an old person in a movie theater. Oh, God. Yeah. Which... I forgot about the uh, auditory consequences of Werther's originals. <laughs> that is I won't. I won't. Don't worry, dear listener. I won't. I was going to say, like, you might want to do it just for, like, to have that for posterity since uh, both old people and movie theaters are no longer going to exist pretty Oh, yeah, that, that do be true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Real bummed about one of them. <laughs> Sorry, Regal. <laughs> mm, oh, no, I, I that okay. Well, uh, so anyway, Seth, how are you doing today? I'm I'm uh, I'm doing all right. Good. Uh, happy Good. anniversary, fellas. Oh, thank you. That's Indeed. so sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't believe we're still like. Is this the styrofoam anniversary? Motivated or... enough. Yeah. yeah, it's the it's the styrofoam that you take a, an old Bic lighter and you flick the lighter and you let it go out and then you press it against the styrofoam when it's still hot so you can make like a little face in the styrofoam. Oh, I'm really glad it's not the styrofoam when you open a thing in your kitchen and you try to shove it in your trash can. <gasps> Don't even... fucking everywhere and you're like, it was, oh, it was a solid oh, block thought... a second ago. Where did all this come from? Yeah. I thought you were going to bring up the sound of styrofoam rubbing together, oh, which squeaky, squeaky. <gasps> that is even worse. But, yeah. Horrendous. Yeah. By the way, that's Zach, my dear friend Zach, who's also here for a three-year Annie. <laughs> what up, baby? Oh, I mean, I'm glad there isn't any sand around. Uh, oh, yeah. It's coarse. Gats everywhere. <laughs> I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> that was a Star Wars reference. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you've been rewatching them all, baby. Yeah. I, I watched two of them today, and uh, it did not make my day markedly better, which is not usually what happens when I watch two Star Wars oh. in a row. <laughs> That's dark. Yeah. Well, we all did a bunch of drinking yesterday, and uh, that set That's the day true. off on a rough um, uh, start, and then it's snowing on um, what is Mother's Day weekend, so that fucking sucks. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just all well, I was just... Yeah, I was just going to say, we, we all, I know I went pretty hard last night, and I am doing this this episode dry. I think this is my Whoa. third dry ep ever, maybe. Yo, I considered that, and I was like, ah, I don't I don't think there's a world in which that is even possible. Uh, that's no. amazing. I'm, uh, Especially yeah. not when we have to talk about this movie. That's true. I guess Lee doesn't know what he's in for yet. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about making some tiki drinks. That, like, I even bought some citrus at the grocery store. Those go down smooth when like... you're hungover, too, because it tastes like juice. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But like the amount of fucking rum I was going to put mm. in that, it probably wasn't a good idea. That's fair. That's fair. Good yeah. on you. Way to be responsible. Thanks. Um, also, we want to say uh, a happy third to the only person who works hard on this show, Marielle. <laughs> so you all should check out our Twitter. Yep. Accurate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you guys think? Should we get going? Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Is there? Uh, yeah. Is there anything else we want to talk about before we get in? Literally, so. nothing happens in the world anymore. So no. 
Yeah, hey, hey, when do you think we're going to get out of this? Not now. Well, apparently <laughs> apparently me pretty soon. Oh, yeah, uh, that's but, true. Yeah. yeah, we might be forcefully uh, shoved back into the world before anyone is sure that that's a good thing, but we'll find out. I am sure it's not a good thing. I, yeah, uh, correct. Uh, right now, doesn't but, seem good. Um, yeah. you know, it's all right. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are. So, Lee, why don't you cheer us up and regale <laughs> us with a... Uh, friendly jaunt of a movie, I guess. Well, so you're in luck this week because uh, this one ain't heavy. I'll tell you that right Perf. now. So. But but question, is it my brother? No, but I will send you that the Hollies greatest hits cassette that was in my car in high school that I used to listen to sometimes. Oh, wow. so. excellent, excellent. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I had a cassette carrying case in my car oh, yeah. in it high looks school. like uh, one of those boxes that you put like um trading cards in yeah um, yeah mine uh mine didn't work in the millennium seagull the the cassette player didn't function oh my um, god that's like the last thing that should ever break in a car that is dire straits i had a radio oh okay well that's the radio worked but the cassette player i think i don't know like maybe i tried to cook a grilled cheese in it or something <laughs> at some point who knows honestly taking those cassettes out i feel like it generated enough heat for that well, so yeah. it's fair i thought it was an ashtray for the first three years i had the card <laughs> you can't get all them buttons you, <laughs> you guys remember cigarette lighters in cars i yeah. own a car that still has one yes <laughs> what? The, what the miata is quite old yeah is it oh your miata is also only just... has a tape deck yeah is it just so you can like defend your car uh, like you, you like somebody tries to carjack you yeah. and you just pull it out and then you you whip shitties well, no, out you, you, have to, shithead... you have to push it in first yeah. and tell them to wait while it heats up yeah. i was gonna say it's mostly so your shithead friends can like do it without you realizing and then try to burn you on the arm while you're driving the car that they're in <laughs> <laughs> you guys That's... remember shithead friends <laughs> That's hot enough to ignite fucking plants uh-huh. why are they, it's so hot uh-huh. like i've been burned a few times not great <laughs> oh boy wow yeah. uh that's awful i got the uh, coil look. scars to prove it <laughs> yeah right you put it on that styrofoam for the anniversary oh. and suddenly we've got two designs <laughs> on it Ooh. you can make a little mural yep. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's a good uh, idea. Uh, anyway, Lee is faking the movie this week. <laughs> Lee, why don't you tell us what you're faking? You gave me a movie with a pretty pretty banging cast, I gotta be honest. It does have uh, a banging cast. Damn. So banging that I'm kind of suspicious that maybe we broke our rule and this is an animated movie. Oh. Like, is this the... This is my prediction. Oh. Is this the English dub of an anime movie? Oh, fuck. It is not. Uh, it is not, okay. but that, that was a very interesting idea. Yeah. Okay. I, that sounds way um, better than the actual movie, but I could yeah. see an anime version. I mean, an anime version of this, right? Oh. Anime. That's true. <laughs> uh, anyway, the movie's called Blue Steel, mm-hmm. um, and it stars Jamie Lee Curtis, Ron Silver, mm-hmm. R.I.P. Also, though he oh. sucked, so oh. yeah, not. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Um, Clancy Brown, who is the Kurgan from the Highlander, <laughs> and every voice that you recognize. Yep. Um, yeah, that's true. Uh, so, Lee, wait, before you go on, could you could you tell me how Highlander opens? No, you motherfucker. Fade in. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's sufficient. It opens with the Lee saying the words fade in. That, that answers the question. We are moving on. <laughs> well, we should release our own cut of Highlander where I just do a fade in over the fade in at the start. <laughs> 
and then it's the same no one we are not famous but like everybody's doing these charity things i so badly now want to do a side by side seth and i are watching in headphones the movie highlander and lee is dictating what is happening in the movie highlander without having watched it and we compare (laughs) and then you get some like accuracy score at the end (laughs) that's a good idea i could do a corpus analysis like uh oh yeah we'll trans so we transcribe all of lee's words in his dialogue you don't need to go over why this works you can just say the words and let's move on okay i mean it'll be very cool yeah so much science and goofs (laughs) happy anniversary (laughs) um Okay. Uh, also, we've got Louise Fletcher, Oscar winner. Yep. Uh, and we've got uh, Richard Jenkins, Oscar nominee. Wow. Uh, Richard Jenkins is the best. Um, but so, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, who I am sure I will just pretty much call Jamie for the whole thing. Uh, That's but fair. her character's name is uh, Danielle. Uh, okay. So she wakes up one morning Character and notices that her, her vision. Yeah, we never do this. Pardon? This is very confusing. <laughs> that better be just... some callback later. <laughs> That's just weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it just go with it? Okay. Is it Danielle Steele? Oh, of course it is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it is. You got it. I mean, oh, it was. I was hopefully. We... It was hopefully going to become obvious. Pretty we lead quickly, Lee. So. This is fun. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So Danielle wakes up uh, one morning and notices that her vision is different. Uh, It's as though she's looking through a world that's in soft filter and her surroundings are far more pastel than she remembers. Um, So she goes downstairs to see her husband, Richard Jenkins, preparing breakfast. But he's a little different, too. Uh, He's a fine cook usually, but he's making her a four star meal and he's fucking jacked like (laughs) really beefy chest and luscious flowing hair. Richard Jenkins. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's a casting. Certainly. Yeah. (laughs) So Jamie is concerned at first, but then she just kind of goes with it and continues her day. Uh, she's out in her garden, and she sees Ron Silver, uh, who is usually just her pretty unassuming gardener. But today, he has an eye patch and a giant scar, and he appears to be, like, trying to get away from Jamie. Uh, and when she finally, like, kind of corners him, he tells her that she's never going to find the precious blue diamond of Madagascar, and that his plan is already in motion. Uh, and then he kind of, like, runs away. Is you know? he also completely jacked? Yeah, he's pretty fucking jacked. Just assume that they're jacked. Yeah, I I just assume if there is a character, it is jacked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So uh, she takes this interaction uh, and just figures, I'm going to run with this. And she goes to see a private eye played by Clancy Brown. And he agrees to help her. And there's also like a lot of sexual tension and things start to get a little steamy. Also, he is jacked. He's fucking (laughs) jacked. Yeah. Uh, And they all have long, luscious, flowing hair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I noticed you haven't used the word tumescent yet, but man, I hope that's coming. Oh, I didn't. uh, You know, that's great. I should have spent more time and like done the actual romance novel like vocab for it. But I had a headache and I didn't feel like we can we can do it in post. Yeah, we'll we'll do it in post. (laughs) Sure, sure. Uh, So there's a lot of sexual tension. uh, But at the last moment, uh, Jamie says that she wants to keep things professional because her heart and her bod belong to Richard Jenkins. Um, Yeah, that is a sentence that has never occurred. (laughs) 
<laughs> Richard Jenkins is listening to this episode going, oh, oh. <laughs> So we're going to get some uh, some parallel investigation scenes going now where like Jamie is trailing Ron and we see him doing some fucking dastardly shit mm-hmm. like kicking puppies. <laughs> I'm talking like full on silent film villain Ooh, stuff. Yeah. Uh, but we don't get to see the, the no closer to figuring out anything about this diamond. Sure. Um, we're also going to see Clancy Brown, uh, who's gone to check in with one of his sources, a femme fatale played by Louise Fletcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let's just say Clancy learns more about her than about the diamond. Oh. Uh, <laughs> the- there's a sex scene. Yeah. Um, do you know who Louise Fletcher is? <laughs> yeah, she was like in her 40s in the 70s. If we make this movie in the 80s, she's only going to be like 20 years older than Clancy Brown. Okay. That I mean, yeah, that's true. She can, she can just be a, a real... Milf, mm-hmm. colloquially, yes. <laughs> uh, so that was Jamie, yep. Uh, let him sit in it uh, <laughs> as we do. <laughs> so Jamie eventually follows Ron to an abandoned warehouse by the docks, and uh, he's been running a smuggling operation. Naturally, this all See, he, Yeah, like, and it, this is his front business. He's been importing massage oils and exporting like sexy lace coverings and throws and such. Uh, uh, and he plans to smuggle the diamond out of the country using the sexy lace things that he sends out on on a normal basis. Um, so Jamie confronts him and is about to stop him when Louise walks out from behind a stack of boxes <gasps> with a gun. And uh, Jamie asks about what happened to Clancy and Louise just gives like a knowing, oh, I've taken care of him kind of look. Uh, so Jamie now is all tied up sensually. Uh, and we think that all is lost for our heroine as the bad guys are about to uh, shut her up permanently. But just then, super beefy Richard Jenkins <laughs> swings through a giant window, glass shattering everywhere. His Doves hair is flowing. are flying. It's, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's real. His hair is flowing. His shirt gets ripped, exposing a chest that would make Fabio wish that roller coaster bird had killed him. <laughs> like, wow. Deep cuts. <laughs> It based, you know, it's, it's just classic a real romance thing. cover yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, so then a struggle ensues between Richard and Ron. Um, and then while that's going on, Jamie, who is always prepared, uh, is able to use her trusty nail file to free herself from the, let's face it, overly sexy and not so secure bonds that she was tied mm-hmm. up in. Uh, and she makes short work of Louise. How and finds... long would it take to use a nail file to file <laughs> through any kind of restraining rope? No, no. So, like, it's, they tied her up with this lace. So she really just had, had to put it between, like, some of the openings in the fabric. And, and just start it. pulling. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 They didn't. And also they used, for some reason, they put baby oil on her hands before they put the lace on her Oh, wrist. for some yeah, reason. I think we all sense. know yeah. what the reason was. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so this, this is just too sexy. Where are of. any of us? <laughs> uh, so she frees herself and she takes out Louise and she, fi- <coughs> excuse me, she finds Clancy. He's a little worse for wear, but uh, she's uh, thanks to her, he's he's safe now. Uh, Richard defeats Ron using his giant muscles, <laughs> and uh-huh. he and Jamie share a real steamy kiss amongst uh, a bunch of like police searchlights and piles of ill-begotten lace and oil, both of them glistening almost as bright as the famous blue diamond that they have found. Uh, And then Jamie wakes up in her bed and the world looks normal again. 
like Richard Jenkins, who is back to his bald and just normal physique. Oh no, let's, let's, uh, let's say schlubby. I mean, sure, yeah. sure. He 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 wakes up as well, and he asks, "Is everything all right, Danielle?" And she responds, "Yeah, just had some inspiration for my next novel. Do you think the title?" And then she looks right down the barrel. Blue steel is too on the nose, mm. and then we cut to black. Wow. So mm-hmm. okay. Amazing. It was too obviously. sexy. Yeah, I am it's, it's, sweating is, right now. But uh. yeah, there's just <laughs> oof. So what's the what's the genre? What's the tone of this movie? It's supposed to be like a romance novel come to life. Okay, it's not um, it's not a comedy. And, We're not like making fun of Danielle Steele stuff. It can be comedic. Oh, okay, like okay. it's. I, I was really thinking a uh, uh, not 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 the Jewel of the Nile, the other one. Um, like romancing, oh, the romancing stone. the stone, yeah, a real it, it romancing a little the bit, stone. Dude, sort of it's a little bit like that. It's a little bit like um, if you've ever seen, I think it's called Delirious. It's John Candy movie where he's a showrunner for a soap opera and uh. he's stuck in his soap opera. Okay. I mean, it's it's a little like meta because it's not just a romance novel we're like dream sequencing a romance novel which is fun so So my initial idea was to make it more obviously meta but then i just decided like eh, i don't i'm more interested in the silly richard jenkins and and uh jamie lee curtis parts than i am about like her being like oh trying to figure it out and then i decided at the end it's kind of like apparently this is how danielle Steele in my universe gets all her ideas (laughs) so she like after the initial shock she realized what was happening i am just flabbergasted that i of all of the danielles in the world <laughs> i guess danielle Steele first to be fair how oh, and we have to change the spelling there? of the title it has to be s-t-e-e-l-e yeah, yeah because that's yeah. how she uh-huh. spells that's, her yeah name. that's yeah. fine mm-hmm. i yeah I, I like the mix of uh kind of playing some of it up for comedy but then you find yourself actually engrossed in the like storyline towards the like end caper mm-hmm. bits like I mean, I yep. imagine that's how romance novels go for people that enjoy I say them, this: so. people shit on romance novels all the time. There, lots of people are very good yeah. writers who write. Oh, romance. absolutely! Yeah. Sure. Like, I think yeah. it's exactly that mix that makes it compelling. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cool. Um. Okay. Good job, Lee. Yeah. So, thank you. Are you? Are you ready for? <laughs> pregnant uh, the most pregnant pause he's having yeah, twins you, baby <laughs> yeah are you ready are you ready for the imdb one sentence summary of blue steel yeah let's let's hear it what give me that year too it is a it. 1990 film okay so this i had is, 89 this is down. r jenks coming off the yeah the triumph that is his role in witches of east i mm. i according according to the extensive 10 note long trivia for mm-hmm. this movie mm-hmm. on imdb yeah. it <laughs> premiered it at uh sundance and then was not oh. a financial success I, that's that's what that's actually one of the trivia notes. I don't know what Sundance is like, but this does not seem like the kind of movie that would have any business in Sundance. <laughs> I think Sundance. So the whole point of Sundance is independently financed movies getting trying a to find a studio, to, and whatnot, yeah, yeah, like to actually be exhibited and 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 stuff. Uh, so like just because. We think of like, oh, it's an indie movie as being artsy and stuff. Like, yeah. but lots of indie movies are just shitty movies that don't have financing. <laughs> yeah, but this this was produced by uh, Edward Pressman and Oliver Stone and Lawrence uh, uh, Kasanov. So, huh? So pretty famous. It, it had yeah. some steam behind it, I think. Yeah. And uh, the the uh, can you guess the director? Well, no, I'll tell you the plot first, and then you can guess the director. Okay, I- I'm assuming it's not Oliver Stone, even though he produced it. Is it is not Oliver Stone. Okay, so 
A rookie in the police force must engage in a cat and mouse game with a pistol-wielding psychopath who becomes obsessed with her. Who's the director, Lee? Hmm. It really feels like a Remy Harlan kind of movie. Oh. I can see that. Hmm. Um, you want to give me another clue? <laughs> uh, not really. I'll, I'll just <laughs> okay. tell you. I mean, yeah. it's, I don't remember it's, the uh, it's Catherine Bigelow. Oh, right. Oh, Super really? confusing. Yeah, it's a, I think it's a pretty or is it early for Catherine bigelow i'm not sure no we talked about you said 1990 she's like yeah, 19, she's 90. like a time lord she's like 100 years old now and she looks like she's like 40 it's weird well so this would have been after near dark but before um the one that everybody likes uh point break oh um i'm assuming yeah this is this is, she this is right, right after point near break. dark and just before point she break. directed point right. break god damn weird yeah dude yeah wow. yeah uh yeah couldn't you tell by how tense every scene is? Sure. I, I found out in doing uh, minor Catherine Bigelow uh, research, she was married to James Cameron for a total of like mm. less than a year, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They did like, they were together for longer than that, and they did continue to work together for a long mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I think they're. It was kind of right around they, here. I think it was. It's like early 90s. I think it was maybe kind of acrimonious when they broke up, but they've since kind of just. Yeah, they're not nearly as sure. Yeah, I, I would want to be married and... to James Cameron. Like, yeah, no, <laughs> he's the king of the world. Yeah. That's too much. Responsibility. He's always in fucking submarines. It's like, yeah, right. <laughs> when are you going to see him? Oh, here, let me dry off your wetsuit, honey. Like, no, fuck that shit. Like, uh, yeah, you got to listen to him talk about the Avatar sequels every day. Oh, like, they're never they were married in 1991. Like... I guarantee you he was talking about Avatar in 1991. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right yeah i just saw an article uh two days ago that the first uh mention in any interview about avatar sequels was in uh december of 2009 and as of this moment they are scheduled to start coming yeah. out december 2021 and will probably get pushed back oh, again obviously yeah that is such a long time for that bullshit yeah the original release date for the first sequel was supposed to be 2013. Yeah. Well, you try to ride the fucking wave, right? But yeah. Mm. For a movie that made a shitload of money, but no one liked. Like, who it was is this currently for? the second highest uh, grossing what movie if? of all time. Oh, yeah. What if you released both the second and the third one six months apart in the same year? Now, wait, can we make oh. them inscrutable and totally insane? <laughs> Can the lead character kill God? The world is James's oyster. Like what? Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. I mean, it would save a lot of money if he filmed a bunch of it in a room full of just TV screens and a white floor. That that is against type for him, though. He likes to spend the money. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. So, uh, should we get into more of uh, more of this fucking? Yeah, Probably. I mean, let me guess. There's a lot of like really long, tense scenes with like long cuts and and like focusing in on dangerous implements at different oh points. Oh my that, god, that the is first, like, pretty much exactly the entire scope like, of the movie. Yes, <laughs> there's a cold open, and then it is literally. I I I think I timed it. It was three minutes and twenty four seconds of panning over a close up of a gun. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. So blue steel refers to guns in this case. Uh, yeah, I thought it yeah. might. I just didn't. Guns want are so, absolutely so many guns and so uh-huh. heavy handed. Again, with like Catherine Bigelow is a good director, but man, this one's heavy handed. Yeah. yeah, I don't love her stuff. I mean, but sure, sure. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, no, she's definitely very. She's a very skilled yeah. director. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan of her movies in I, general. Mm-hmm. I don't like Point Break that Ooh, much. Okay. Uh, this seemed like a very freshman effort. Like, uh, again, yeah, everything this is was... her second film. Yeah, but everything was so heavy-handed, it was like, okay, she has an Isn't idea of what third? she wants to do, but she's just going a little too hard on everything. Oh, this is her third. You're right. This is her third. Because she made that movie with uh, that movie about bikers with Willem Dafoe before she made Near Dark. I yeah, think. yeah, oh. The Loveless. The Loveless, oh, that's yeah. it. All right, uh, I have hopefully a shortish summary. Um, yeah, just do yeah. what I do and skip everything. I tried it. Yeah, okay, here we go. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis graduates the police academy. Uh, on her first shift, she finds herself in a grocery store robbery. She- okay, uh, and this is where I wrote my three-word summary. Oh, that's right. We talked about this. Yes. Yeah. The opening of Cobra. Uh, no, <laughs> that's no. Uh, we're approximately ten minutes into the movie now, yep. and my three-word summary is: I'm already bored. Yep. Seth, Seth, this took you two days to watch, as I recall. <laughs> no, yeah, I, yes, yeah, <laughs> it did. You're right. Yeah, um, yeah, that pretty much sums it up. There's a lot of nothing that happens in this movie, despite a lot of things sort of yeah. literally happening. Yeah, she. So this is what I, I think. This is what I don't love about her movies is is she's so good at building an atmosphere and she's so good at ramping up tension. Mm. But I just don't enjoy the atmosphere that she creates between her tension. Sure. It's not my style. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I just yeah. it doesn't appeal to me for some reason. Yeah. And this movie does do that, but it does it sort of ineffectively. Like it does it where yeah. you. It's kind of t- so much that you're just like, oh, I see what she's doing there, but I'm not like living in it. It's just like I'm just observing. Yeah, it. yeah. like I just could not be made to care. Yeah, like I think if it clicks for you, it's yeah. like her movies are like built to really pull you sure, in sure. and love. I can see that. But if it's not clicking, it's like, and for me, I've just I've seen a, several of her movies, and like none of them really click all that much yeah, for me. I agree. That's um, okay, she shoots person we did not give you, Tom Sizemore. Uh, yeah, in his <laughs> oh. first role. Yeah. You know what his second role was? Point, Point break. break. Oh, no yeah. kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's in this movie for all of 90 seconds, and he dies immediately, so... He gets same thing with Point oh, Break, yeah, except for he doesn't die. Yeah. But yeah, he gets blasted in the chest by <laughs> five bullets. Yeah, she nearly from Jamie Lee Curtis on her first day on the job. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so blows him away. Uh, saves the day. There's hostages. It's getting weird. Um, but uh, one of the hostages creepily conceals and takes Tom's gun during the scuffle. Yeah, um, he dropped it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, she's thus immediately suspended by an extremely young Clancy Brown and her other boss that I don't remember. Um, oh yeah, I don't remember yeah. what that actor's name is. Um, because it appears that cop. Tom did not have a weapon because there was no gun found at the scene, and thus she shot an unarmed man. Sure. Uh, So Mm -hmm. when we see that Ron Silver is a day trader and appears to be a bit unhinged, um, it's implied that he uh, forces a chance meeting, like a meet cute of sorts between him and Jamie Lee. Oh, he's the one that picked up the gun. Yeah, he's the one that picked up the gun. Yeah, I guess, yeah, that was revealed in the scene at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. so uh, yeah, he uh, he forces a meet cute uh, where she fails to recognize him from the earlier the earlier robbery because you know lots of he was already on the ground yeah when, yeah when 
he was already like ducked and he was covering. Yeah, um, sure. And that was not really what she was focused exactly. on. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they start to date casually uh, one rainy night when he's carrying the gun around by himself because he's obsessed with this gun. Like he never was into guns, but now like it's this power thing because he's like a stockbroker and I don't know. It's kind of unhinged. Um, yeah. He... Hey, do you, do you know that? Do you know that scene in Anthology of Interest 2? from uh futurama where the 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 professor who's the stand-in for the wizard of oz gives each of each of the characters uh yeah and he gives zoidberg a gun he's like who needs courage when you have a gun ah no world Mm -hmm. you put your hands up that's exactly what it is okay cool it is it is literally that it's it's also again extremely heavy-handed like he walks around and then just has this like pep in his step and then he's like always fondling the gun it's very sexual and weird yeah yeah um yeah uh so he's walking around one night just with a gun you know uh and uh he he falls uh and a random bystander sees this and the gun falls out and he's like whoa and uh, Ron just for no reason shoots this old guy that was like trying to help him and then was confused that he had a gun. So this is like the beginning of the like, oh, guns are power, whatever. Boosted. Yeah. Yep. Um, so uh, they start to investigate this. Uh, the casing, which is not clear why it came out, because all the guns in this movie are revolvers and they retain their casings. Yeah. But there was a casing at the scene uh, and it has Jamie Lee's character's name etched into it with like a scribe or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so she's of course called back because she's on suspension, having the you know the shooting thing uh, into the investigation, and everyone is confused. And now we start the whole thing. So, mm-hmm. uh, Jamie. Oh, also Clancy Brown is hot. In this. Yo, Clancy Brown is like a six four, one eighty, svelte, like nice haircut. It's like a very different Clancy Brown for sure. Oh yeah, yeah he. Fucks I'm gonna look this up this. right now while yeah, you talk. Yeah. 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 Yeah, uh, well, th- there is some fucks that happen. <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, so uh, uh, Ron and Jamie Lee finally go to Bone Town, and damn, yeah, right? this is the second hottest Clancy Brown's ever been. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's very good. First hottest is as Rawhide in Buckaroo Banzai. Naturally, oh, right on. Yeah. Um. So uh, the, he's obsessed with her gun when they she comes over to his house. She's wearing her gun and he like won't stop fixating on it. And she figures out like immediately we're like 40 minutes into an hour and 45 minute movie. And immediately she's like, shit, you're the guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is a very weird turn like this early. Um, yeah. It, it was is literally halfway through this this like hour, hour long movie, hour and a half long movie. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, so they she calls Clancy and partners and whatever. And they take him in and they kind of figure out the. Uh, sorry they figure out that she thinks uh or he thinks she's a kindred spirit in some like murder flexing way like she yeah he watched her kill a guy and so now he like associates his killings with her somehow i don't know like it's yeah it it, none of it makes sense because he's clearly mentally ill and that's kind of the whole point Mm -hmm. um but and that that comes out even more yeah in a little bit but. so they they cut him loose because he's rich and he's got a lawyer and whatever um he's got uh, richard jenkins as his lawyer yeah yeah sure enough in a perfect richard jenkins role yeah yeah you know what else richard jenkins plays a lawyer in my second favorite coen brothers movie intolerable cruelty mm. 
That's your second favorite. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, we've established this on the show before, yeah. how insane that is. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> it is. They didn't even write that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, it turns out the system is the real villain. Yeah, it really is in this case, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so he's out, and, uh, of course, all of a sudden he kills Jamie Lee's only friend, this, like, perfectly reasonable Yeah, he just woman. starts on going on a murder fest. Yeah, so he knows enough about Jamie Lee that he he's stalking her. He's go actively they, stalking they, yeah. So they like briefly dated for like three or four days or whatever. It is literally less before than before she week. figured out what his deal yeah. was. Yeah, but it all does have like this entire movie happens in like a week. It's very confusing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it seemed like it, man. Yeah. Uh, so before he kills her friend, he incapacitates Jamie Lee. He hides the body. Jamie Lee didn't actually see him, so she's like back in the police station being like, it's him, it's him, it's him. But she can't confirm because it was just a murder that happened. And like, again, obviously it was him, but... And Richard Jenkins lawyers it up. He's like, oh, yeah. if you if he came up behind you, how could you possibly have seen the assailant's face? And that sort of stuff. Right, so... and Clancy gives her the like, I believe you, but there's nothing we can do kind of spiel. Like, you know, mm-hmm. there this isn't gonna... There's no actionable evidence here, so blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so after a failed stakeout, uh, Clancy finally sees what she's talking about after a literal in the street gunfight. Um, uh, they've like shoot a bunch and he's around. And so now they're trying to get him. And then confusingly, Jamie Lee and Clancy go back to her apartment and fuck, uh, for literally no reason, except Clancy's, you know, awesome looking, I guess, but yeah, yeah. He is. <laughs> it was Jamie Lee Curtis and peak level Clancy Brown. Like, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. But like, it had no place in this movie whatsoever. Uh, I d- I don't understand when when literally they had just seen the murderer and had just escaped from him, yeah. and then they're like, you got know that what? adrenaline pumping, you know? Let's, like, let's let's go fuck for a while, even though the murderer has been in this apartment before, knows where I live. Yeah. yeah. They got terror boners, dude. It's what true, but like yeah. a more sensible thing would be Clancy Brown calls every cop in the city and goes, hey, find this guy. We have pictures of him. He's been arrested twice now, and we let him go both times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But no, they didn't do that. They didn't do that. Because of the cyst? Correct. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because that's the real villain. And you know who else boning. is a character in this movie that we didn't oh, give you? Is it Jesus. the city of New York? It's the city of it New is. York. Seth brought this up, and like, I think I'm like... <laughs> I, I'm like tuned to ignore this now because it's so pervasive and so irritating. But man, the city of New York really is a character in this movie. I I think I I think I said this to Zach. I fucking hate New York movies yeah. now. Oh yeah. We talked about it like a few episodes ago. Yeah. Yeah. You you just, pointed out that there is a slow it. panning shot of the Twin Towers in this movie, which has to happen in every movie pre nine eleven that takes place in New York. Yeah. 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 It's, it's just uh, it's just so frustrating because like it's you know, it is a huge population, but it's not <laughs> all of the English-speaking population, especially of the United States. Yep. Yep. It's very frustrating. Why are there no movies where Peoria is a character? Hey, you know what I'm saying? tried to write yeah, a few. Yeah. I wrote one. <laughs> yeah, I wrote, oh, right. <laughs> I wrote one, too. <laughs> yeah. I, I've remained antagonistic. Uh, yeah. We'll bring you around. Oh. Uh, so mm-hmm. while they're in Bone Town, and uh, Ron comes in, because as Seth noted, he knows exactly where she lives. Uh, and right. he shoots Clancy, uh, and then attempts to rape uh, Jamie Lee. She overpowers I don't, him. I don't think he's trying to rape her. I think he's trying to shoot her. I he's naked through part of it. 
Yeah, that's because he got shot in the arm and had to remove the bullet, and he did so in Jamie Lee's bathroom, and he was like, I, I don't know. But I don't think uh, he was trying to rape her. Okay, I don't know. I, sure. may, I mean, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Well, Listen, either way, terrible, I'm yeah. probably uh, never going to watch this. So. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. correct. <laughs> uh, so she overpowers him, um, uh, grabs her own gun, and then wings him, like in the shoulder, I guess, which is what Seth is talking about. Um, yeah. But then in the, she's like checking on Clancy, and in the scuffle, um, realizes that he broke a window and got out the fire escape. Yeah. Um, so and so now he's like running around naked. Yeah. Uh, we we are at like peak insanity. It's in point. New York City, man. No one's gonna even. I know. Just like oh, it's a Wednesday. Okay, that yeah. comes up in a hot second. <laughs> yeah, actually. it does actually. <laughs> So Jamie Lee goes to the hospital after the struggle um, and then uh, subdues. She's in also like fight or flight mode and she's fully on the fight side. Um, And she like beats up another cop that's coming to visit her and steals his uniform. There's a beat cop. She literally like grabs his gun, hits him in the head with it and then wears his uniform that inexplicably fits her and takes his gun. Um, and the revenge plot, uh, is kicked off. Um, and we have precious little running time to spare. There is like 10 minutes left. There's 10 minutes. Yeah. In this movie that took minutes. so long to get to this point. <laughs> I feel like there was a lot of movies that we've done from the nineties where it's like movie takes too long to get where it's going and then runs out of time. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, that is absolutely this. It might have been in the edit. I, I don't know, but yeah, there's a lot of the cat and mouse stuff and none of the like conclusion stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. Weird. So eventually uh, she comes upon him in a subway station, uh, shoots him. He shoots her. Uh, she almost gets fully decapitated by a, a passing train and just yeah, barely. Also, nobody else in the subway station even changes their behavior slightly, even though there are bullets yep. being winged around and two Guys. obviously bloody individuals just like wailing on each Jamie other. Jamie Lee is wearing a police officer's uniform. <laughs> Yeah. Typical Tuesday in New York, yeah. man. I don't know. It's yeah. baffling. Yeah. Nobody changes their behavior at all. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. It, it's confusing. <laughs> and then they get topside. Yeah. So they get topside. Uh, there's a huge shootout in this massively crowded public street. It's uh, on Wall Street. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's on Wall Street. She eventually finds her way into a giant Pontiac, uh, and he's out of rounds. He's, like, going to shoot yeah, it's, uh, her and clicks and gun doesn't go off. It's like a 1985 Pontiac 6000. Oh, like, yeah. It's, it's, it's a like boat. a fucking boat. Yeah. And she has, like, mm-hmm. 20 feet between <laughs> yeah. her and Ron Silver and somehow gets that car moving fast enough to flip him end over end. That's true, Seth. You pointed that out. I was like, oh, yeah. She would have hit him at exactly nine miles an hour. And he would have been yeah. like, ow! <laughs> Maybe she, she did a neutral drop. Could have could have done a, a cool burnout and then just, like, whipped it in. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, so, yeah, he, he's them out Wall of Wall Street shitties. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> Um, he's out of bullets. She shoots him straight up in cold blood, uh, like it, several times in the chest. And then that's the end of the movie. Only three, which is surprising restraint for her. That's true. Because she shot Tom Sizemore five times. She does famously right. empty the six shooter consistently. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they do kind of teach you to do it that way. They though. always do. They had six bullets back then. They have like 17 now and they still teach you like unload the whole thing. Yeah. Which is fair. If you're, I mean, if somebody's trying to hurt somebody or whatever, you know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 
But yeah, that's God, the end of the movie. movie. Like it was all that build up, and then she shoots him, he dies, and then we roll credits, and it's like holy yeah. fuck. And it just yeah, it just ends. Yeah, huh? It's weird. Yep. Uh, yep. So boy. anyway, uh, what it, what do you want to tell me? Okay, what it, we wanted to talk about a couple of things, and I'm trying to remember. Oh, do you understand how day trading works? Like in oh in god. the pit. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, I've seen it in movies where people okay. are just shouting. Okay, like, yeah. I've seen is trading. That, is, I've seen trading places. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Is that a? Is, how how does yelling numbers at people in a pit of fifty other people yelling numbers work? I I don't know because like whenever I'm in a pit, I I get in the pit and try to love someone. TM yeah. TM so. TM TM. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kid Rock is terrible human yes. being. Mm-hmm. Um, Seth and I talked about this for so long. Like we are all very educated people, and I was like, to this day, they still do this in some capacity. I think, and yeah, they show it in the movie at least three or four times. Yeah, and it's, it's just, just people Ron yelling, Silver like, getting sweaty and fifteen screaming. for eighty. Okay, fifteen for seventy-five, and I'm like, okay, they're ostensibly trading something but like fuck if i know how that works he's a gold trader too that's his yeah that's his gold commodities. commodities yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's fucking weird i don't know um, i trade commodities when i play settlers of Catan. <laughs> there you go <laughs> sweet baby wheat um <laughs> but oh no no wheat no wins yeah, that's what i always it's true say. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. uh but uh, let's see what, what were some of the things in my notes that i wanted to talk about because they're definitely oh so you'd think that in this in this sex scene and then the resulting naked uh naked fight with bronze silver and uh jamie lee curtis and you know a beautiful clancy brown all naked <laughs> we'd get a hog log and we don't we seth and i both independently we both scrubbed it yeah before <laughs> we talked about this scrubbed the ron silver open legs from behind like there's got to be a hog in there somewhere there wasn't didn't there it wasn't didn't happen we we had our best men on it so what we you're wearing a dance belt or so, something yeah so what you're saying what you're telling me uh-huh. is babe was not yet a pig in the city when they filmed <laughs> this shot uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I guess not. There was a lot of Clancy he Brown was still ass. still hanging out with James Cromwell on the yeah. farm, you know. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> hey, did I miss Louise Fletcher? Was I just not that, paying attention? That was uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's mother. Oh yeah. Who uh, is and Jamie Lee Curtis's father? Uh, I don't remember what actor that was. Is uh, an abusive husband, and that is a plot point that shows up in the first ten minutes. And then once again, but only for about two minutes, like later yep. in the film, and that's it. Never matters. Huh. His his dad or her dad beats her mom, and she's uh-huh. like, "Hey, stop doing that!" And I was like, "Okay, this is gonna pay off," and it sure never does. Yeah, it's fucking weird. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um the the one thing that was the through line for me was uh so there's a lot of these movies where like nobody believes the main character. And they have to go mm-hmm. it on their own, and that's the whole thing. And that, that's what's happening here, for sure. But I feel like it works the best when there's, like, it's, like, fully insane. Like, crazy shit is happening. And you're like, I can't believe nobody believes her. This movie was not that. Everyone should have believed her the entire time. Like, yeah, There was exactly. e- literal evidence, and also, like, the things she was saying were, like, completely plausible. 
it was yeah, yeah. The, the the fiction the fiction of hollywood in which like a cop blows away some guy in, in, they, in a public place and they're like whoa they didn't we don't believe you like like you know, they didn't like, check with the like literal dozens of witnesses in that yeah. grocery store and ron silver is one of three people that were like very close to the thing surely they sat him down and talked to him like uh, patted him down yeah they're not just right. gonna let him leave without talking to him yeah. and they're like excuse me sir what is that gun in your or, pocket or like, like the cashier was like yeah i saw that guy pick that gun up that's pretty fucking weird like <laughs> yeah i don't mm-hmm. yeah. um the the final <laughs> credits music that just abruptly starts is one of the worst things i've ever heard in my life <laughs> it is a wailing shitty like late 80s guitar riff over the sound of what I assume was an industrial crane moving <laughs> sheet metal around at random. <laughs> it was, oh, it was fucking trash. Um, yeah. Now, she, Catherine Bigelow has in the past used like non-composer, like just musicians to score her movies. Mm-hmm. I wonder oh. if this was the... I'm going to look it up yeah, real quick. <laughs> I also came no, up with is, a really a good dude. metaphor for what this movie was. Yes, 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 yes. I was hoping this yeah. would come up. Okay. <laughs> uh, and the metaphor is the the ride uh, Hershey's Chocolate World. Um, so it's not really that long. Lee, but Lee you understand in... this experience, right? You've yeah, had this experience? I was say, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. aware. Yeah, yeah we've, all, we've all at some point in our lives lived in Pennsylvania. So, listener, sure. if you haven't. Don't. There you go. <laughs> Stay away. Don't. So so it's like Hershey's Chocolate World in that it's r- not really that long, but it feels interminable. And it's it's like super uncomfortable seating. Uh, there are like errant random smells and you just want to leave, <laughs> but it just never truly happens. Well, and there's the promise of something cool at the yeah. end that doesn't deliver. Correct. And then Correct. Uh, at the end, you get a fun-sized chunk of waxy chocolate at the end that leaves like you a You get a fucking sa- fun-sized Mr. Good yeah. bar. Yeah, like... it's like sour and chalky, and it leaves that <laughs> taste in your mouth. And 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 that's, and that's that is with this movie. Yeah. It sounds like this is the movie equivalent of uh, the debut of Poochie on Itchy and Scratchy. Yeah, it's, kind when of. are we going to oh. get to the fireworks factory? Hey, here's our new friend Poochie instead. <laughs> sure, sure. Yep, yep. Yeah, and the gun gun fetish stuff, you know, like I already don't like guns that much, but this one yeah. wasn't like, and it's more semi-automatic weapons that I really like can't like. Uh, sure. But, but the gun fetish stuff was just so overdone it was i mean we talked about this too like they don't motivate ron silva being uh, mentally ill or whatever his thing is you're showing your you're showing your fandom of how did this get made mm-hmm. right now ron silva oh shit mm-hmm. sorry <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah ron yeah. silver um yeah i but like he's just a we're a lot of this movie is like uh dropped into this thing that they don't motivate whatsoever and that was one of them for sure. Like he just yeah. loves guns all of a sudden. You're like, okay, I mean that, why are we doing this? Like none of this matters. And there, and later there are some like montages of him, like talking to himself on the bed, like clearly yeah. like a schizophrenia sort of situation, but you know, like not well done. Yeah. Yeah. It It is funny too. Uh, like the movie tries to do too much shorthand to get across what it wants you yeah. to see. Mm-hmm. Like instead of developing yeah. it. Yeah. It, uh, because it's probably more complex than the movie wants it to be, or the movie can afford it to sure, be. Yeah, sure. absolutely. Uh, Seth, you brought this up. Um, 
so these are all revolvers because I like we had semi-automatic handguns at this point in history, but I guess no one used them. I don't know. But no one yeah. ever reloads in this entire goddamn movie. <laughs> like at, at points, people are popping off 15, 16 shots out of a six shot gun. And I, I noticed this but, all but, the time. But even you were like, but, that seems egregious. <laughs> it's a bit but much. also sometimes they're conveniently suddenly out of bullets. When it is. They don't, they don't have time to reload, yeah. but they're out of bullets. Right. When it is plot important, then. Yeah. 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 See, that's a thing that I... Okay, so we're talking about Catherine Bigelow. That is the thing I like about uh, Point Break, is, like, any of the tension involving... Because, like, the guns are, are pretty secondary in that sure. movie. Mm. Um, to the uh, jumping out uh, planes and the whatnots? <laughs> jumping out planes and surfing and stuff. But, like, they're there because they need to be there to make the plot make yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and to make the people... To show you that these people are actually dangerous and they're not people you need to root for. Sure. But, like, the whole guns in that movie are like they have bullets when the story needs them to and they don't when it doesn't and like i can i can get behind that honestly if the movie is like not trying to deal with a serious thing you know what i mean yeah and and like this movie does do tension of course really well like at, at one point ron silver after everybody already knows he's a murderer uh just shows up at jamie lee curtis's parents house Oh, and right. it's just like sitting there for like this is a big long scene compared to the rest of them in this movie it's like yeah. 10 minutes of him just like lightly chatting threateningly with the parents that are like oh jamie lee's got a boyfriend and he's a cool stockbroker and we're country bumpkins and we don't know anything yeah new, new york bumpkins hmm. sure oh, so hudson valley long maybe long island yeah yeah. yeah, maybe Queens. Not, I don't know. I don't know anything about these. Uh, no, me, me neither. <laughs> these these late, movies aren't for things. <laughs> um, yeah, it's yeah. I mean, I I think I've gone through the shit I wanted to talk about. Yeah, same. It uh was unremarkable for the most part. Yeah, two <laughs> again. Two of the IMDb uh uh trivia notes are this movie was not a financial success. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, huh, two out of ten. That's not, that's not <laughs> it's great. It's also not exactly trivia. That's kind yeah, of just the other math. the other like... ones are like, um, you know, they maybe considered some other people and Tom Sizemore was in this. Yeah. That's it. I, I this is one of those that I asked Seth, I was like, how the fuck do we find these stupid movies? And because like I, I very rarely put things on the the our master spreadsheet, but I was like Okay, Lee has never watched this movie. Obviously, neither yeah. of us have either. So, like, who put this movie on the list and why? <laughs> I, like, I why were was why me. was I forced to watch this movie? Is what I'm asking. <laughs> there's there's a little like there's a little like gremlin like mm-hmm. like hanging on the wing of our spreadsheet. I guess so. Just, yeah. yeah. God damn. A lot of people have access to that spreadsheet. Actually, no, so, it's true. Yeah. That's true. I don't I don't think it's protected. No, anyway, no. So. Yeah. <laughs> nope. oh dear all right so so is there anything like what any good takeaways like is any are any of the performances good jamie lee curtis is doing a decent job i mean like sure she always does for for what the movie is Mm -hmm. she's great she's a very underrated actress she doesn't get enough credit for what she's does she not i thought i thought she was quite beloved but no like she gets she i we won't we won't get into this but i feel like she consistently gets like 
the the line in the review about like the movie she's in are like oh yeah and J- jamie lee turning in a, a solid performance uh yeah but you know and it's like one line after they go through the whole review sure. like compared yeah. to like it's the meryl street afterthought whatever. treatment a like, lot like there's mm-hmm. other contemporaries that get praise quite a bit more yeah that's fair she gets she gets afterthought treatment a lot mm-hmm. in, in reviews yeah. especially so yeah, yeah. i don't know yeah. I, it's yeah it's fine uh it's it does not hold one's attention i think yeah it was it was it was hard to it was hard to watch yeah. i was it goes like, on and on and on. it feels like it's a three-hour movie when it's like an hour 45 movie yeah yeah that's the mm-hmm. tough part yeah mm-hmm. so, anyway uh, all right oh, i'll definitely skip it please so. do. yeah i would i don't think it's worth it yeah. right. uh, unless you want to see some like clancy brown but you could find that on mr skin or so. if you want to see i, mean, Ron, I already looked at the picture Ron silva's not dick Silver. Silver, still doing it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I'm not convinced um, he has a dick. Clancy uh, Brown's should we go to ratings. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we absolutely oh, should. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> the um, the IMDb rating for this with uh, eleven thousand seven hundred and forty-one votes is a. F- that seems like a lot. Kind of yeah, for- it's a five point seven. That uh, seems hmm. pretty correct. Maybe a little high. Did so. I, I'm I'm very clearly uh, aware that it is. It was not a success financially. Oh uh, How yeah. much does it did it cost to make, or how much did it make? Oh, I only know? have the box office. I don't have the actual cost. It made eight point two. Okay. Mm, early nineties. Um, I bet maybe. I bet it sounds like maybe it costs like ten. Yeah, it's probably comparable. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Seth, yeah, lead us so, off. Do the thing. Okay. Uh, so it got a five point seven, and Lee. No, I'll start with the original first. I'll do the original Ooh, first. Okay. The original. Oh. No, I mean it's only good because there's there's Clancy Brown in it. Like, I mean, <laughs> I really like Clancy Brown, and he's the voice of every cool cartoon. So Clancy Brown's the man. Everybody loves Clancy Brown. Yeah. Even if you don't think you do, it turns out it turns you do. Turns out you do. Um I don't know, this movie is like a like a four. Okay. Maybe less. Let's go with a three point four. Oh. Quite a bit less. Okay. Yeah. It's not it's not good. Don't watch it. No, definitely don't. Okay. Um, no <laughs> Lee, uh with your with your jacked Clancy Brown <laughs> and your and my mega jacked Richard. Man, Jenkins. I'm gonna have to look up some fanfic about Richard Jenkins after this because I need yeah, more. Yeah, I of mean, that in my life I for sure. I believe t- to quote you, her heart and her bod belong to Richard Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking Jesus of too present, oof. <laughs> and I and I like uh, I always like a good meta discourse with a frame narrative. So you know, yeah. Imagine that I did more work uh, to work that into the story yeah. instead of just throwing it yeah, out. At the yeah, end but, but I, I that, that's but I conceded. don't want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want like that that John Candy movie situation where it's very tongue in cheek about like being oh, trying is... to escape it, right? Yeah, that I mean that is the whole movie. Right. I don't I don't want the frame narrative to be like, oh, she realizes that it's a dream and is trying to escape it. I want it to be, you know, like an actual like a a, a narrative that just happens to also be a dream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She she's going with mm-hmm. it, yeah. Yeah, it uh, it it's 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 all taken with a straight face or whatever, um, or not a straight face, but yeah, you know what I mean. Anyway, I'm gonna give you uh eight point three. Wow, wow, v- I like that shit, you. dude. Yeah, 
Also, <laughs> jacked Richard Jenkins. Fuck yeah, That's baby. worth, like, seven and a half right there, easily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> All right, so I'm penciling you in for at least a seven and a half. <laughs> Thank you. Ooh, if I go seven four, it's not a good look, yeah. Uh, all right. OG, I am willing to go way less on this. Um, this movie oh, really? was so tedious. And I think, again, so you were talking about, like, Jamie Lee's performance is – a redemption for this i think it's not like no no clancy brown's body is there sorry yeah clancy brown's hot bod um yeah (laughs) for me like yeah i don't know like catherine bigelow is capable of better jamie lee is capable of better clancy brown obviously capable of better like the sum of the parts should have been so good but it was just such garbage that i'm going like a two like an even two it was really genuinely bad yeah um that wasn't good. Yeah. And we both like independently said like it was very hard to suffer through this movie. Like it is hard to watch. Yeah, there's one there are genre, there are a few genres more difficult to to get through and enjoy than a thriller that's not That's clicking. not yeah. thrilling in any way. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh Lee, yeah, I agree. I think your thing was great. Um I'm I'm still holding the door open. Like I think this can. I asked like what genre, but uh, I think this can go either way. Um, and yeah, it's just uh, there's so much potential here. Um, and it also does kind of feel like a like slightly out of the box movie, uh, which mm-hmm. you know are always great. So yeah, I'll go a three as well. I think uh, yeah. quite hey, quite good. that's yeah. a that's a handy yeah, win. That oh, sure is heavens yes yeah. Yeah, and uh, this yet again is a testament that we should fucking read the IMDb summaries for movies that we pick for each other before we force ourselves to watch them. (laughs) I don't think so. Three years of this shit, and we'll never learn. We will never learn. We're never gonna learn. (laughs) That's the key: is you never grow, and you never learn, and you never get any better. That's been my experience with my entire life. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Fuck, we are, we are. Our show and the way we approach it, we are all quarterbacks who never left their hometown. That's true. That's what yeah. we are. We're the guy drinking Bud Light, sh- telling war stories at the end of the bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sucking on chili dogs. Sure enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our, our, our approach to podcasting peaked in mm-hmm. high school. Mm-hmm. We are never going to learn a lesson, yeah. and we're. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, true. at least this formula like is kind of fun, hopefully, for some other human that isn't us that have to watch fucking Blue Steel every once in a while. Yeah. I would hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like to think that if you listen to our show, all five mm-hmm. people who we know and can confirm this for me if they feel like <laughs> yeah. it. Um, we are friends with all of them. It's true. <laughs> yeah. I like to think that you don't actually have to watch any of the movies if you don't feel like it and it just doesn't matter. Yeah. Yep. No, that's true. It's very true. So it's not serious discourse. Well. <laughs> like, Speaking of that, uh, next week I will be doing midnight special. Oh, uh. see, here's a problem, Zach. Uh, you're you're basically Matt Damon from from that movie, and you got stranded on Mars. Mm-hmm. With the the spaceship, it it done took off without you. Yeah. You're still on Mars, baby. You're still on Mars, and your Wait, movie. Wait, are we doing a Mars? Midnight's... We're doing a Mars within a midnight. Is that what we're doing? 
Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, we're doing the again. bars within a minute. The second time. All right, I've had a few beverages. You're going to again have to remind me of this tomorrow because I f- did not remember this the first time, and I'm not going to remember this one. <laughs> no, no, you didn't. Do you want to know what your what your movie yeah, is? Yeah, God your, damn your it, real movie. Is? Maybe. Are there two Mars movies on the list that I haven't seen? That's fucking inexplicable. Yep. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I guess. Okay. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Lee. Uh, you, you're going to be doing doing uh, Ghosts of Mars. Mm. Yep, goes to Mars. Okay. All right. Yep. Well, fuck you guys. And on that note. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. You know, uh, uh, until then, uh, no. it's been three years, baby. <laughs> and I'm going to I'm gonna spend the next three, hopefully, chatting it up with you guys. Oh, that's uh, hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah with, our, with our occasional guests. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll have what she's what... watching. No, watch what she's watching. Yeah, you yeah, you made it even better. I'll have what she's watching. That's my new catchphrase. I'll have what she's watching. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, oh, we're tr- oh, I'm so sorry.